Welcome to Raising Deaf Kids. Today, I'm going to talk about a topic that I see come up literally every day in different parent Facebook groups. So parents are always super concerned that their kids who have cochlear implants or have hearing aids and who have been in speech therapy for at least a few months um, and their child isn't talking yet. And guys, I know that this can be super frustrating. So today we're going to talk about four reasons why your child might not be talking yet, even if they're in speech therapy. Let's get started. Hey mama, welcome to Raising Deaf Kids. Do you want more ease in your daily life? Do you want to help your child learn language faster but have no idea where to start? Do you find yourself searching for how to learn sign language and best ways to practice speech goals? Hey, I'm Elaine. I'm a mom of three littles, two of whom are deaf. I remember when I received the hearing loss diagnosis for our child, there were so many decisions and information overload. I lacked clarity and confidence and yearned for ease and balance in our lives. It was then that I discovered strategies to support our kids' language development at home, and I even helped them learn language faster. I can't wait to share it all with you. So put down that to-do list, close out that ASL app for now, and let's get started. Did you know that I have a free community of women just like you? Busy moms who want to help their kids learn language faster while still getting all of the things done in the house each day. In the community, we share strategies to help our kids learn language faster and lean on each other for encouragement and support in this up and down journey of hearing loss with your kids. If you haven't found your community yet, then welcome home, Mama. Come join us at facebook.com slash group slash raising deaf kids. So your kids are in speech therapy and they're not talking yet. And I know that this feels like a huge problem for your child. And as a parent, you probably feel really frustrated and helpless because you're doing all the things and you still aren't seeing the results yet. And I remember when we first started speech therapy with my child who had just gotten his cochlear implant. So he was about one years old at the time. And I, uh, <clears throat> sorry, I honestly expected him to start saying words like right away, <laughs> or at least within a month of speech therapy since he was one years old at the time. So in my thinking, you know, like he wasn't a baby, he was one, he had like a one-year-old, you know, more advanced brain. But to my surprise and my frustration, it took him a long time to really start communicating through words, like a year or more. And it was certainly longer than his peers of the same age who, you know, were turning two and were already talking and saying words. So I remember being six months into speech therapy and we were still working on making vowel and consonant sounds. Um, and so if you've been in speech therapy with your kid at all, you know what that stage is at. And that's like the ground floor, like basic foundation level stage. <laughs> and at that point, I realized that this was going to be a much longer journey than I had originally prepared for. And that may be you today, too. You might be new to speech therapy with your kids and you don't know, you know, what to expect. You also might be further along in speech therapy with your kids and you still aren't seeing your kid, quote, catch up with the other kids their age in speech. 
And I want you to know that this is actually completely normal and your child will learn language, I promise you. So here are four reasons why your child might not be advancing as far along in speech as you would like. So number one, your child didn't hear language for the first several years of their life. So, you know, if kids can't hear, then they aren't getting the spoken language. So obviously in this episode, we're talking about spoken language, not, you know, sign language. And this definitely happened with both of my children with cochlear implants. Um, they got their cochlear implants at age one, but they heard nothing before that. So for the first year of their life, they heard zero speech sounds, which means they were not getting any language input at all. And, you know, not getting that language input, um, you know, that early into in their life, which is like a critical language learning point, um, like at birth and like the newborn stage, this affects kids learning later in life. And why is this? Well, because the, you know, birth to age five years old is a critical learning language learning time. That's why like when you have a child and, you know, they have any type of hearing loss that, um, you know, speech therapists and audiologists, they want to get you identified as having hearing loss as quickly as possible. So you don't lose out on that critical language learning time where kids' brains are just so open um, to learning language and they learn it really like pretty fast at that age. Now, that is not to say I don't want to scare you as a parent to say that if your child is older than five years old, they can't learn language. They absolutely can Okay, so that that is not true. They can absolutely learn language, but um, <clears throat> you know that the birth through five years is kind of like the critical language learning time for kids, where kids um, you know have the like biggest advancement in their language learning. So if you can start learning language at that point, um, you know then they like catch up faster, basically. Um, you know, so your child may not have heard language for at least the first year of their life. Um, and it counts even if your child has partial hearing loss, okay? Because, you know, you know, even if your child has partial hearing loss and they were identified later, um, even though they were hearing some, they weren't hearing everything. And so they still had holes and gaps when they were in that critical language learning time where they weren't learning, you know, the full amount of speech language because they couldn't hear it. Okay. And this is, you know, by no means anybody's fault. I don't want anyone to be upset because their children were identified as hearing loss later in life. Okay. I believe that, you know, when your child has, um, you know, a lower, uh, say lower type of hearing loss, but, um, you know, kind of like not as profound of hearing loss. So my children, they had hearing loss, it was very obvious that they could not hear speech sounds. Um, you know, but for some children, it's more nuanced and they can hear some speech sounds, just not all of them. And I think that is actually like harder to diagnose because those children often will pass even like an ABR. They will pass tests and yet their speech is behind. And it's because there's they still have holes in what they are able to hear. Um, in language and are not getting the full language. Okay. So, you know, there are multiple reasons, you know, why your child may be late identified. That's fine. That's not an issue here. And I don't want you to feel bad about that because that was not under anybody's control. I just want you to realize that, 
not having heard that language for at least the first several years of their life <laughs> um, or not hearing like the full language is probably impacting how they're learning language now. Okay, so really what you want to look at when you're saying we do speech therapy, my kid isn't learning language is you want to look at their hearing age for speech rather than their actual age, okay? So how long have they been hearing for? And that will tell you about at the speech level that they should be at right now, okay? So they may be behind in speech than their actual like age level peers, but for the amount of time that they've been hearing, they're actually fine and it makes sense, okay? So you need to look at how you're measuring the progress, okay? Because you may not be measuring the progress in a way that makes sense for your child. So number two, your child may be in an earlier stage of language development than you realize they are. Okay, so what we know is that kids go through very specific stages of learning a language and they do not skip a stage, okay, no matter how old they are. So even if they start learning a language later, they still go through the same stages and the same steps. They're just like older when they go through those stages, which is kind of wild. And I learned that, um, you know, when I was first going through this with my first child, now by the second child, I knew all this, but by the first child, I was like, you know, he's one years old. Shouldn't he have been learning? Cause even though he has been hearing, he's one, he has like a more advanced brain as a one-year-old than a newborn. Shouldn't he be able to like process this earlier? Um, you know, and then it was explained to me by the speech therapist and such that kids go through very specific like language learning developmental stages. And even if they start learning it later, that they still have to go through all of those stages. Okay. And why is that? Well, it's because the, your brain builds on learning language and you have to start with the foundations first. Okay. Think about this. You have to start if you're learning a different language, which is basically what your kids are doing. Okay, so you're learning Spanish, for example. I know this because I used to be a high school Spanish teacher, so I know this language. <laughs> so if you're starting Spanish, um, Spanish 1, we start with the alphabet. But that's what I taught my high school kids, okay? They they knew the alphabet, right? They knew English for a long time. These were like 15, 16 years old. But they didn't know the alphabet in Spanish. And what I mean by the alphabet in Spanish is they didn't know how different letters and sounds were pronounced in Spanish, okay? And you can't start talking and skip to saying words if you don't know how those letters and sounds are even pronounced, right? So that's what I'm saying when your kid is going through and you're like, oh, we're just doing sounds, we're just doing vowels, we're just doing consonants. Yes, because that is the first step. Really the first step is like recognizing there's even a sound happening so that's actually the first step, right? And then we go to vowels and consonants because they have to understand how the letters work in your language, okay? And they, they have to understand um, how sounds work together before they can put them into a word, okay? So your brain builds on learning this language and you have to put that foundation in place first or you can't learn the language or it will be like much harder to learn the language. Okay, so what can you do right now with this? You can practice with your child where they're at and just make sure you're really getting um, those goals practices in that your speech therapist gives you. So going to your speech therapist, being involved in your speech therapist sessions, 
Um, and then also practicing those goals and, you know, practicing multiple times a day, you know, different vowel sounds, different consonant sounds. And then when you notice that your kids, you know, are really hitting those sounds, then you know that they're ready to advance um, a little bit more into like saying a word, right? But practice makes perfect and you've got to get that foundation first, um, you know, before you can move on to anywhere else. So number three um, your child might not be hearing or processing spoken speech correctly. So this is kind of for if you've been in speech therapy for a long time, like six months, and you aren't really seeing great progress, and you're kind of seeing your child stagnate or kind of stay the same for a long period of time. So um, you might want to reevaluate your language strategy at this point. So even if it's slow, which is fine, kids should be progressing in their language learning and their, you know, speech, like pretty steadily. So, you know, you should, you should see some progress. Okay. There are times when kids will like kind of hold their progress for a long time and won't make any like upward movement. That's fine. Um, if you listen to my episode about why my child, you know, isn't like doesn't want to sign anymore. One of the things that I talked about in that episode, and I will link that in the show notes, is that um, sometimes your child's like brain and processing has to catch up with what they're learning. Um, so sometimes, you know, when they are not like making a progress jump, it's because their brain is like processing. And you just need to give them like a little bit of time to process. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but if you, you know, if you've gone, like I would say, like, four to six months, you know, with your speech therapist and you're not like seeing any type of like progress at all, then you need to reevaluate what isn't working for your child. You know, so uh, you should have a conference with your audiologist and your speech therapist and ask if um, you are presenting the language in the best way for your child, you know, and ask your audiologist, do another test. Can they actually hear it? Okay. Because we know that hearing actually is kind of a spectrum and is nuanced, right? And just because kids can hear sounds, they might not be able to hear every speech sound, which is a sound that you're talking. And when we talk, different speech sounds, when we're talking, sounds um, different. Some are quieter, some are louder. I know my um, middle child who has cochlear implants and who does not hear as well with them, there are some speech sounds that he has trouble hearing. Right. But other speech sounds he can hear. So there's like gaps in his hearing. And that might be happening with your child. This is not an all or nothing. Um, you know, and things also like progress with your child. As they get older, they're able to like tell you more and show you more. Okay. <clears throat> so first question is like, can they hear everything that you're saying? Can they hear all the speech sounds? Second thing you want to think about is there a processing issue um, where they need like a visual to help them process in their brain what they're learning? Okay. And we went through this with my, um, you know, my, he's now five, but my middle child as well. And he actually needed ASL signs um, <clears throat> because he can't hear every speech sound. He can hear some, but not every speech sound. So he talk some but not all the time because some he can't like hear to like reproduce them so he also needed a visual system um to kind of like fill in the gaps with the speech okay 
And my last point is you actually might need to reevaluate your expectations about the process of speech learning. So, you know, oftentimes, I, and I hear this often with parents, is they're saying, my speech therapist told me that my child would catch up by the time he was in kindergarten or she was in kindergarten and they aren't caught up in speech yet and they're going into kindergarten. Um, so unfortunately, a lot of speech therapists often lead us parents down the wrong path as far as expectations and like what to expect of the whole like language learning process. And it, I, I don't believe it's always a speech therapist's fault. Um, I've had great speech therapists. I respect the profession. So I am in no way like throwing speech therapists under the bus here. I think, you know, they just have parents ask like, when will my child learn? And the thing is, is like when your speech therapist says, usually kids catch up by kindergarten, is they're giving you an average. And they've worked with a lot of kids also. So, you know, they have a good idea, but they're talking about an average. So on average, kids who have speech therapy for this amount of time, you know, are closer or quote caught up to their regular age peers in speaking and saying all the things that like a kindergartner, you know, with regular hearing lights should be saying at the time. Okay. The problem about averages is there's always outliers. Okay. And my children were, were that my children are still not caught up <laughs> with speech for their ages. And it's not for, you know, everything that we've been working on them and everything that we've been trying with them, right. They are learning at their own rate and that's fine. Okay. Um, so, you know, they are close, but they still don't talk exactly like their age level and that's okay. So really, you know, the problem may not be like your child and how they're learning. It's maybe actually your expectations about this process and that you thought this process was going to be a lot different and maybe even a lot shorter than it is. Okay, and truly every kid does learn differently. That's not like a buzz phrase. I know you hear that a lot. People tell you that to reassure you, but it is true, okay? And learning a language has so much to do with how you are hearing and processing as well. Okay, so there's so much that goes into language learning that I can't like fully cover right on this episode, but it's more than just like hearing a word and saying it or hearing a word, understanding it. There's so much like processing and nuance. And when you're talking about kids with hearing loss, it's like, how much are they hearing? You know, where are they hearing? Uh, you know, at what age did they start hearing? Did they have language before? There's just so many questions, um, you know, about this. And so really, you might want to temper your own expectations. And like I said, I've been through this too. I started speech therapy with my first child. I expected him to start speaking full sentences by like six months in speech therapy and that is not what happened at all when he was one like I expected him to catch up with his peers because we're doing therapy and that's like the reason for therapy like by the time he was two and that absolutely like did not happen he's eight now and he still isn't like fully caught up and that's okay and you know what a child with hearing loss may not ever be fully caught up to their regular hearing peers. I'm not saying that to scare you. I'm not saying that to you know, make you feel bad. I am saying that just so that you have a more clear expectation 
that, you know, speech and language learning is always going to be a process for our kids with hearing loss. And because of their hearing, what type of hearing they have, everything that goes into language learning, they may not ever sound exactly like a typically hearing person. And that's okay because they aren't typically hearing. Okay. So instead of, you know, kind of judging our kids based on a typically hearing kid, you just want to judge and judge isn't the right word, evaluate, evaluate them based on what they are doing now and like what progress they're making personally and not what progress they're making based on you know, a kid who has been hearing their whole life because it is different and it's going to be different. It's going to be different for their whole life. So the problem may not be your child. Your child may be progressing. It may be that you had the expectation that they were going to progress a lot faster. And if you did, I hear you on that, right? Learning spoken language has a lot of nuance. And we touched on a lot of the reasons why your child not be learning language as fast as you would like in this episode, such as you know, what they actually heard or understood before they got their cochlear implants or hearing aids. Um, <clears throat> that, you know, the fact that they might actually be in an earlier stage of language development than you realize that they are, um, and that they may not be hearing or processing as well now than language, and they may um, need a different, like, language modality or, like, an additional language modality on top of that. And for me, personally, I realized that it mostly boiled down to my own personal expectations and understanding of how language learning in kids actually works. And to be honest, it probably has a lot to do with your own expectations of what you expected language learning would be like for your child. It's a longer process than we all realize from the beginning. But I want you to know that chances are your child is probably going to develop language normally. They just aren't going to develop on the timeline that we necessarily want for them. But I suppose, welcome to raising kids. <laughs> if you're having trouble defining language strategies for your child, then I want to invite you to join the Raising Deaf Kids Facebook community at facebook.com slash group slash Raising Deaf Kids. And that will be in the show notes as well. Because I truly do believe that parents are the best support of each other when it comes to raising kids with hearing loss. And inside of our group, we have so much fun stuff. We have daily prompts where you get to know each other. You can interact with each other and with me. You can ask questions in the group and you can find out the information that you need to know about, you know, learning language and learning language faster for your child. And you're also welcome to submit your own questions in the group um, so that we can help you. So I can't wait to see you inside the group so that, you know, I can better help guide you in creating better language strategies for your kids. And I hope this episode today calms your soul a little bit. And as parents, we are obsessed with language learning for our kids, and it can consume our every thought, especially at the beginning. And I want you to know that simply by being here and listening to this episode, you are doing a great job as a mom because you are learning and trying to find better ways to help your child. And I'm proud of your efforts, and I'm so glad that you're here. And I'll see you for the next episode on Thursday, where I chat with Lacey Wood from Little Big Feelings. And we talk all about choosing a language modality for your child and how to talk to your professionals about what you chose and why. It's a really great episode, and you don't want to miss it.
See you on Thursday. Hey, Mama. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, would you take 30 seconds and subscribe to this podcast? I never want you to miss an episode and to be without valuable information to help you and your family. Also, please leave a quick written review for the show on Apple Podcasts. It lights me up to know this podcast is helping you. Now go check off the rest of your to-do so you can love on your family today. And I'll meet you here every Tuesday and Thursday for podcast episodes to support your whole family and language learning. Ciao, Mama!